Sick. All right, cool. Uh, I'm gonna hit the intro and we'll fucking we'll dive, dude, down the hole. Okay. All right, cool. Cool. Yeah. Everything's on. Things are recording. <laughs> Buttons are working. All right, cool. Let's get it. So, um, what are your favorite right. moped sounds? I don't know, like, touch a flower, is it moving? Like, no, nah, feel pretty locked up. Sounds like a fuck, dude. Oh, boy. Wah, wah, wah. You fucking blew it. <laughs> Yo, what's up? Welcome back. Moped Monday podcast doing the thing late on a Sunday night, but it's it's an, it's a it's a consecutive week in a row. So none of you guys can fucking complain like <laughs> no, yeah, no, no missed Monday this week. So, you know, we got it. We're here. We're doing it. Um, shout out to everyone who went to the fucking zero swap meet this weekend. Uh, it looked, yeah, it looked lit, dude. It looked like they were having a good time. Uh, definitely got weird. All the shit I saw on the internet was like a whole lot of getting weird happening. Like, yo, are they taking shots of cheese right now? Are they eating like green fucking rotten looking pickled eggs? Like, yo, it was looking quite interesting to say the least. Yeah, there was some good times uh shout out to joe romano for finding my favorite porno with him uh called that's just ass <laughs> just a magazine full of buttholes oh yeah all of the buttholes. that's funny reminds you of uh is anyone up dude there's no butthole no care yeah yeah <laughs> no i mean we had a lovely friday late friday night talk about uh all the buttholes and and you know other things, but buttholes were a main part of it. That's funny. That's always great. Like when like uh, conversations just like get like un- unhinged, dude. Like the shit just like went off the rails, and you're just like, yo, how did we end up there? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those no, are the best super nights. Nice. You have and the best nights when when stuff like that happens. Really, really freeing. Yeah. Really, really wonderful. Yeah, and then in hindsight, you look back and you're just like, okay, man, I, I, everyone I know is a bunch of freaks. Got it. Sick. <laughs> Sick. Yep. I was at, dude, I was at we work this week. What was yeah. that? I said, we don't fucking yuck anybody's yum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A good time for everyone, dude. You know, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to down your, Debbie, Debbie, your downer, you know? Um, dude, I was at yeah, work this week and I wore fucking, um, I try and like I work at a t-shirt shop, so you know it's like, you know, like I don't know. You can wear whatever, like you know, like we have this one girl who fucking shows up in fucking pajamas sometimes, and I'm like, you're fucking, you're you're really doing it today, sure, really showing out. But, <laughs> but power to you. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like it's chill. It's not like you know, like you know, if you want to wear Crocs to work or like you know, like you know whatever like it's fine like it's chill you're in a print shop you're in the back of a warehouse it doesn't really matter too much but like i wore i try not to wear like any like really over the top like offensive t-shirts like i had this conversation with conan this week he was like thinking of some ter- some shirt ideas to do and i was like for his for manic mopeds and i was like oh yeah yeah dude that's sick but like uh like i don't, I don't, I don't know like I, I i like wearing random shirts i like having cool shirts but every once in a while i'm like oh that shirt i bought that has the giant 
fuck you on the front of it or whatever, you know, I, I tend not to wear that shirt a lot. <laughs> you know, you're like, you buy it, you're like, yeah, this shirt's badass, dude. Hell yeah. And then like, I'm like, that shirt collects so much dust in the closet because I can only wear it when I'm around like other degenerates. I'm like, I gotta like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the, the Dolfo, like, museum. yeah, yeah. I'm going to go to a big cultural event and wear my fuck you in the anus shirt. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can only wear that, that special moment. So it's like, I have that Adolfo, like, um, dirt ped, like fun as fuck shirt. And I'm like, this shirt's kind of fun. Like it's got a fucking Magnum X on it. It's cool. But I, I tend to only wear it at moped rallies, you know? So it's like that shirt gets worn like maybe twice a year, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I but I wore I wore this fucking anime shirt to work. It was like this tattoo shop here that like specializes in like uh like anime stuff called Black Rabbit Tattoo. If anyone's wondering, really sick crew of like all girl tattoo artists and like the lady bunny machine that like leads is like super famous like you know like anime tattoo or like sick stuff. They do like an anime tattoo convention in Richmond and it's crazy. But I was wearing this shirt yeah. that's like you know Sailor Moon. With like tatted up with like titties hanging out and stuff, and the dude at work's like, "Oh, dude, cool shirt," because like he's a kid who like watches anime on his break. You know, he's like in the break room like watching anime on his cell phone. I'm like, oh, "This kid feels it for sure. Like he's he's into this." I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, yeah. uh, I try not to wear this shirt because like it's like you know like sexy looking, you know, looking anime girl." I'm like, "Uh, well, at least it's not the, like the other yeah. one that's like you know, Bulma." from fucking Dragon Ball Z, like, covered in tattoos with her titties hanging out, getting bukkakied. I'm like, oh, that's a shirt I'll never <laughs> wear to work. And, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and it's a, such a cool shirt. Like, the drawing, the art, everything looks sick. But it's like, damn, you can't wear that shirt everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Opportune uh, times, my friend. Opportune yeah, times. Exactly, dude. I, I don't know why. Like, I'm like I'm on like a like seriously like today is like of all days. I'm on like a super like like rabbit hole of t-shirt stuff. Like I'm like working on like this website thing for work. We're gonna be doing like, you know, full color like digital transfers for like other shops and stuff. And like so I'm like grinding on that. Nice. I was talking like Graham Lonzine about fucking from Moped Factory. He just got some cool t-shirt design done that was posted today. Like I reshared it and everything. I was like, dude, this is sick. Like because I love seeing other people do do cool shit because there's not that much of us in the moped scene. So, you know, and whenever something's getting put out, yep. it's, it's one of it's one of us, you know, like, so we got to kind of support everyone. Yeah. So I was like chatting with him this yeah, morning. Like yeah, for sure. So I'm like chatting with him this morning. I'm like, dude, yeah, this shirt design's cool, dude. And like, you know, we got to talking. He's going to be on the podcast in two weeks and we're going to actually like give away like one of his shirts. So I guess like at the end of this episode, oh, awesome. yeah, at the end of the episode, I'm going to come up with like, you know, the thing for like the raffle shirt or whatever, but he's got a thread up in Moped Army. So you guys can go check it out. Like I posted like about it in the Instagrams, like he posted about it on his page in Moped Factory. So yeah, figured out like at the end of the episode, like I'll, we'll make some shit up. And then like two weeks when he comes on, we'll like do like some winner picking thing. So, you know two weeks from now 20 the 19th or something like that but it should be cool but like dude we so we were talking i'm like rambling sorry guys i i do this it's been a long day <laughs> like I've, I've literally like i normally am like out or working all the time and today i didn't leave the house 
and I think I sat on the couch for Fuck, like, yeah, for like nah, a good nah. five, six hours. So like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like not talking to anyone, that. but like a fucking like my wife and like a, a five month old infant. So like, I'm like, ah, oh, I get to talk to someone. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, gonna, yeah, it's going to come out today, boys. Sorry. But, um, me and Graham were talking and we were just like, dude, like, yeah, it's sick. Like moped shirts and like all the designs have come out. And he's like, yeah, like I really want to get the design from this homie before like he blows up and he's like too expensive to get shirts from. And I'm like, dude, I totally understand that. Cause like Pat Perry, he's like, he mentioned Pat Perry and I was like, dude, like creatures got like a Pat Perry design shirt like years ago. And they had like a couple left over or like they reprinted some or something. And I was like, I need to have this. I bought it just to like hang on my wall. I was like, this was like one of the coolest rally shirts to ever come out. And I was like, dude, what? I can get this? It's not even my size. It's like a size medium or small or something. I can never wear it. But I was like, dude, I'm buying it. Like, just to fucking have it and hang on my wall. And I was like, dude, like, why isn't there like a page or some shit where we can like keep track and store all the moped rally shirts? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, like dude, fucking great idea. I was like, dude, how has that not happened yet? How has no one done this? And I was like, and I was looking through the wiki and I was like, dude, what the fuck? How are we dropping the ball so hard? And I was like, we've had so many cool shirts and shit like over the years from all the clubs and all the rallies and all the things. And I was like, that's it. Fuck it. Like, Graham, don't worry about it, dude. I got it. I'm on it, dude. I'll take care of this shit ASAP. So now it's in here straight up. Like I made a fucking Instagram account tonight. It's called at moped underscore rally underscore tease. Really easy. Moped underscore rally underscore tease. And I'm posting old rally shirts. I have like a light box, like backdrop thing. So like I, I set that up in my kitchen and I'm, I'm pulling out all the rally shirts that I have, like in my closet, like hidden in boxes. I know there's some just like stashed in the garage under some moped. Like I'm going to pull them all out and like take pictures of them. But if anyone has like their favorite rally shirt, that's been like, you know, kicking around, super awesome take a take a picture of it and send it to that account like add us on add add that account on instagram or like you can email the moped money podcast at gmail.com whatever like i'm not gonna make another email for that account because like i'm managing too many emails at once already like fuck fuck it so you can dm moped rally tees or you can email moped money podcast at gmail.com like your pictures of really your favorite rally shirt and if you have like some old shirt laying around that you can't wear anymore because you're fucking you're now two X and you used to be a medium. Like don't, don't front boys. And I know you're out there. Uh, <laughs> like hit me up, dude. Send me, send me the shirt in the mail and I'll fucking put it in the light box and take like a, a nice photo of it. And like, hopefully I can store them all and make some giant, like moped blanket towel, fucking flag. I don't know. Some random shit. We can like sprawl out at rallies one day, but yeah, that's it. Like that's the, the, the t-shirt spiel for the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, should be. That's fun. fucking rad. I mean, you know, we got uh, Michael Galati with Modest Merch in Chicago. Yeah, that's my homie, dude. Good old Michael. Good old Michael printing yeah, he, a bunch of moped shirts. Yeah, he, was at, he was shirt. at the swap meet this week, dude. He went to Zero Swap Meet. Was yeah, yeah, he was. He was, he was there. Yeah, he's. <laughs> uh, he was there. He and I both went. Uh, we both had to leave early. I had to work on Saturday night, and he had his son. So, yeah. But we had good Chicago represent, good Chicago representation there in general. So. Oh yeah, you guys brought out the Mar- 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 Marlot or whatever the fuck that shit is. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I actually legit uh, just yanked a bottle off one of my bars and brought it with me, along with a, a bottle of really heavily peated scotch that uh, Eddie, uh, most of you know, is fake Moped Army, uh, was making people take shots of just a smoky-ass bullshit scotch uh, out of a bing bowl. <laughs> That's funny. Uh-oh. I have, like, because I don't drink. Like, I've always had this thing for, like, you know, I used to, like, go to shows and hang out and be at the bar, just go to my friends. And I'm like, oh, my buddy's birthday. And I'd send him a shot, you know? I'm like, oh, cool. He's homie's birthday. Let me send him a shot. But it was my, my, my game was always just like, what's the worst fucking shit you guys have behind this bar? Like, let me get that. yeah, because <laughs> I don't drink, so I could always just play the excuse of I don't know what it is, you know, like oh I just got you something, and so it's always like I'd order like the worst thing they had, like what's the roughest, what what goes down the hardest, cool, give them that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, at the end of the day, alcohol is alcohol, baby. So uh, you still did them a favor. I know, man. You're free, dude. Fucking beggars can't be choosers, right? That's goddamn right. <laughs> So let's um let's tell everyone who you are and uh what club you're repping before we get too deep into it. Uh yeah. Uh I'm Anthony Mitchell from the worst moped club in Chicago. That's W U R S T. Uh encased meets fans and uh two stroke engine fans. Uh really just any uh, small motorized vehicle fans, but you know, hell yeah. Um, we're a relatively new club. Uh, we've all been riding and wrenching together for, I'd say the crew that we got now, at least about two years. Um, we host the Tuesday night rides in Chicago, which is just fucking all encompassing. So, um, I don't care if I see you on uh, Buddy 50 uh, on the streets of Chicago. I'm going to tell you that we ride on Tuesday nights. And if you show up and you ride and you can keep up with us, like, you're, you're, uh, the more the merrier. I mean, I think last year, um, our biggest weekly ride ended up being around 30 people. And our average rides, like, are around 10, 10 to 15, uh, which is pretty decent for us. Yeah. Um, 10 people in a random, you know, on, on we, Tuesday nights and not a bad ride, dude. Yeah, exactly. You know, we've got a, a local safety freeze, uh, in Chicago. That's got some corn dogs and some, uh, frozen treats, uh, that we meet up in front of and we ride up from there. Nice. Um, our, is it like Our a con- uh, cons- consecutive, like, I mean, is it like the same meetup spot every week? Same meetup spot every week. So, uh, 6, 6.30, meet at the freeze. Uh, ride leaves by 7 sharp. Hell yeah. I bet um, that. I feel like every, like, weekly ride that people do, like, it, it needs, a, it needs like, a stable, dude. It needs, like, that same spot that it's always at. So, it's... So it's repeatable, and like if people don't know it's going, they know it's going because they just see it. Right. So that so that's the big thing too, right? It's like I'm relatively new to the scene, uh, and you know I'm I'm a couple years into it myself, 
and uh, I didn't know shit about the weekly rides, but I would always ride by them when they were starting and mm-hmm. eventually got curious enough to be like, what the fuck is that? And actually ride with them. So I, I feel it. like that is, you know, that is a big draw. And we're, uh, we host the rides in Logan Square is where we start, which is like a pretty good central place for a lot of the Northsiders. I apologize to all you Southsiders. Fuck you, Moranos. But, you know, it's it's a good enough central location for people to meet up and you can get a bite to eat before we get on the ride, you know, although we usually stop for some kind of of meal on the ride. You can get a bite to eat before we go. You know, there's a, a bar that one of our club members is the chef at down the street um down the street we have our our garage actually our garage space for the worst so really what we actually do is if you've ridden with us a couple of times or even if you've ridden with us once and you need to fix your shit before the ride you show up to the garage at five we'll see if we can get some shit done get you on the road and then you can hop on the ride with us nice uh, so, and it's, it's only a block away yeah that makes it easy so let's get let's get yeah. into it. Like how you said you're relatively new to the moped scene. Like how'd you get into riding in two wheel vehicles and stuff? Uh yeah, I so I had a roommate about twelve years ago who I was, you know, in my twenties. Uh I'm a bar dude. Uh so um always looking for fun and dangerous things. Uh especially illegal things. And I had a roommate about 12 years ago who was like, mopeds, you ever heard of these things? And I was like, no, I have no fucking idea. And he brought one home and I was like, that's a scooter. And he was like, no, 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 no. And he introduced me to Moped Army. Um, Shit, maybe it was a little longer than 12 years ago because Warbucks was still around. Uh, And Murder Club and Petty Cash were the Chicago moped scene. Uh, They were the clubs in uh, Chicago at the time. So I had heard all about that shit, but I did not, I did not know how to turn a wrench uh, at that time, nor did I care to. So I had bought a couple mopeds back in that day and didn't know how to work on them, rode them a little bit. Young twenties got bored and sold them. Uh, So flash forward to pandemic times. Uh, again, I'm a bar guy, so my bars were closed mm-hmm. for like a year and two months. And, uh, I had a garage, uh, maybe like three miles away from my house. And I got tired of walking there every day. I used to just <laughs> like, I was doing oil changes for people and kind of like kicking around really still not very versed in turning a wrench, but, uh, I had an interest enough and had time on my hands. Yeah. So... I started looking for a way to get to and from my garage and I saw a black stock Pinto for sale. And I was like, that's it. I'm doing it. And I bought it. Uh, was it a running bike you know, at the time? Running bike. It was on the south side or near south side. Uh, I went to go check it out. Uh, the gal I bought it from was super sweet. Uh, she looked at me and she was like, whatever you do, uh, don't get this bike. And I was like, yeah, 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 I got it. And uh, took it home, uh, rode it for maybe two weeks, 
and then ordered a 70cc piston port uh, kit from Treats and figured out how to put a kit on, figured nice. out exhaust. I how, mean, how I became in... How we're putting on those parts? Oh, the sorry, first, go ahead. I said how we're putting on those parts for the first time. Uh, overly confidently easy uh, <laughs> to the point where uh, I was like, "Yeah, great, sold, I did it." I don't know what everyone's talking about, <laughs> um, but like you forgot and, all the major steps. <laughs> well, I mean, like I had like the basics down right, and like I knew. Uh, which direction things went and I had basic understandings of, of engines and whatnot and what I was doing since it was pandemic times and I'm a smoker and cigarettes are like you know $17 a pack in Chicago Damn. Uh, I was riding this moped to Indiana and back what uh, how far was the ride because I was broke uh, I don't know maybe 12 20 miles who knows uh Far enough where it was stupid uh, <laughs> for being a guy who didn't know much. Uh, and uh, Treat the Piston Pork Kit, knew nothing about it. Had the stock carburetor on there. Uh, had a, you know, shitty bi-turbo on there. And was riding it to Indiana and heard some uh, light clinging or pinging that turned into some heavy pinging. And I broke down so hard seat my kit at uh, in Gary, Indiana, basically, uh, and had to call a buddy with a van and wait like an hour and a half for him to come pick me up. Um, and that was really my first like, oh fuck, I'm gonna figure out how to completely rebuild an engine. I thought I was overly confident in my skills at this point in time. I need to take it two steps back and read everything I could. And that was like the thirst for knowledge that I had was unquenchable. Yeah. And I just legit would on so Moped did, Army every day. Did you, did you know about Moped it. Army before this incident? I did. Uh, but again, uh, overly confident. Uh, and... So, you know, like that, I was just like, all right, trying to figure out everything that I was doing wrong. I was like, you know, this is what I fucked up. This is this, this is this, this is how to look for this. I started slowly buying more tools mm -hmm. uh, and it really took over a lot of my time. And, uh, you know, it became uh, an obsession, a hobby, an obsession. Um, and flash forward now to, you know, I've rebuilt. A handful of E1s, a shit ton of E50s, a couple of ZA50s, uh, a couple of AV7s, uh, more NOIs than I'd like to admit, uh, a couple of VIPs. Uh, I mean, I, I've run the gamut, you know, uh, a couple of A35s, so, uh, an A3, uh, just tons of different engines. Engines. I mean, that's the other thing is like I couldn't, I wasn't just satisfied with like taking apart an E50 and putting back together an E50. Yeah. So from, I wanted that, every, so from that yeah. first bike, how like, and you, you know, you, you know, you broke it down and then you, you bought the parts and you start diving more into like the information to like learn how to make sure you're doing it correctly. Like how long before you bought a, yeah. a, your second bike and was it the same make and model right out the gates or did you start just like getting more oh, different builds? 
uh, different builds right away. Too short. Uh, I think I bought my second bike uh, maybe like two months after my first bike, and it was uh, uh, Moto Bikane 87 uh, stock. Ran pretty good after mm-hmm. I uh, swapped out the ignition coil and, like, you know, figured out a lot of things about it. Um, and I immediately bought a 70cc aerosol kit for it. Of course. Uh, As we do. And, uh, yep. And the late parte. And, uh, you know, then I was learning all about how fucking hot French engines get when you treat them like shit. Yeah. French games are are rough life. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it was rad. Uh, I like, you know, uh, I learned a lot about Mobius through that. Mm-hmm. Um, I always had, uh, you know, I wasn't like super aware of clubs. Like I had known of murder club and petty cash in the past, but I didn't really know who the hot and ready's were. Yeah. And I had a lot of help actually from, uh, will from the hot and ready's and Chris and, um, so- Benny Gonzalez and, and, so how did like, you, you how know, did you find I, I, how did you find the other people like you know because you started off by yourself like how did you stumble into yeah. finding help? Uh, writing and the community and like people being like, hey, what's up? Um, Chicago, we're Midwest, we're like super friendly city, man. Like if I see somebody riding a bike and I don't know that person, um, I'm going to stop and be like, what's up? Like. What are you, uh, what are you riding? What do you know about what you're riding? Uh, you know, so, I mean, that's kind of how it, it happened for me. And I just luckily enough fell into a group of dudes that already had a club, had been doing it for a long period of time. Um, you know, Will had moped shop. He had actually just, uh, moved moped, uh, from Western Avenue to North Avenue. And it turns out happenstance, the garage that I was working out of was right around the corner from where Will moved moped shop to. And I mean, when I say around the corner, it was like a two and a half minute walk. Nice. So, and then like Will started selling me parts. Uh, and I would ask Will questions and And you look at his uh, horde of beautiful rare bikes that never leave the fucking shop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much, you know, um, but also like, you know, that's like, that's the whole thing about this community is like, it's so, uh, friendly and forthcoming. Like, you know, if you need help and I can help you, I'm going to help you. Um, and I think that mentality plays super hard into, uh, the worst moped club. Um, how did, you know, we hold wrench nights. How did the club form? Like, how did, was it like, uh. Cause, cause you know, you're new to the scene, you're meeting hot and ready's, you know, petty cash and like murder club and like old clubs are kind of out the way. Lo- Los Moranos are like, you know, other side of town. Like, how did you guys kind of form yeah. your own group? Cause like Richmond's like, um, like a weird moped scene too. Like we have malt, we're another scene, like some clubs in some States and some cities, like the city has one moped club. That's the club. That's what, when you think of this club, that's the club that's in that city or the, in that town. That's the only one. Everyone knows it. But then there's cities like New York, Chicago, fucking, you know, Richmond, blah, 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 all these other places that 
have multiple clubs in the same city because you know people have their their cliques and their friend groups and that's kind of like how it forms and yeah i, I just want to know like how you guys became your own thing well i mean you know when when the worst really formed it was probably late 2020 early 2021 so like you know uh pandemic and uh you know i remember the first like real ride i went on with the boys was you know everyone's still wearing masks um you know and being super careful um so you know petty cash and murder club didn't exist anymore but the hot and ready's did but it was pandemic times and a lot of the hot and ready's had like you know for lack of a better term grown up um moved on to bigger bikes or started families or moved out of town or you know this and that and the other so they didn't ride as often yeah um and we ended up being the people who were just riding every week and you know <laughs> bad news bears pretty ragtag team at first <laughs> uh you know when we were riding it was like there was some fucking jag bag old guy on like a motorcycle who just never really said anything to anybody there was like some other uh questionable characters that would show up on like all different types of like zumas this that the other but then there was the moped kids and uh you know the moped kids even though we like loved having all these people ride with us but we really connected and we were like okay you know, outside of the weekly ride, we would ride together doing other stuff. Um, and then, it, and then it became like, you know, well, uh, you know, we're not going to join another club. Let's make our own club. Uh, so we did. And, uh, yeah, man. Uh, how'd you guys, we ended the, up, uh, name? uh, I think that, uh, that's uh, either Michael Gladi or uh, Edward Original. Uh, I'm not sure. We have like eight different group chats going, and it came out of one of those. <laughs> um, but, you know, every ride we would do, I mean, we're Chicago boys. We're hot dogs. Hot dogs for life, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, oh, every ride we would do. Gang. Yo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every ride we would do would be like, oh, let's go to Gene and Jude's and get a depression dog. Oh, let's go to uh, Super Dog and let's go to you know here and, and there, you know Red Hot Ranch. Like we're all over the fucking place in Chicago. It's like, oh, what's your favorite hot dog? What's your favorite hot dog? So I mean, that just makes sense, you know. And then it's like, okay, well, let's go to Jim's Original and get a Polish. Like you know, we're uh, we're a very heavy uh, encased meat uh, group. F foodie gang. Foodie uh, gang. Yeah, and uh, and it's funny, you know, like uh, we, uh, like I said, we just we have a lot of different people ride with us. Uh, you know, my my girl uh, first date, I made her ride a mo uh, moped with me. First time she ever rode a moped, nice. and now she rides with us on the weeklies. Um, you know, we've got uh, just anybody and everybody uh, are more than welcome to ride with us, and and we make sure that like. Uh, you know, uh, if we have, uh, people who can't make a long ride, we'll take a short ride. 
And then the people who can take a long ride will do that afterwards. If somebody has a stalker, we're very aware of that. Yeah. You know, leaving them them hanging in the dust. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. So yeah, we, we all just kind of met through the rides and decided we should kind of slap a name on it. Um, and, and it's great. You know, it's, it's all walks of life. I think, the youngest member is like 21 and I'm 37. So like, uh, and we all do everything from one of our dudes is a finance dude. One of our dudes is a chef. I'm a bar guy. We've got, you know, mechanics, we've got all different types of all different walks of life. So, yeah, that's the one thing I've kind of noticed about like all like riding groups, like whether it be mopeds or scooters or ruckus guys or motorcycles, like kind of everyone's, widely diverse in like what they do for like a living yeah i mean it's huge it's it's great you know at uh at the zeros this weekend uh talking to a bunch of different people and i'm like what do you do for a living and they're like oh i'm uh i'm a machinist oh i am uh uh you know an airplane mechanic oh i'm a," and i'm like man just what a great fucking hobby where like a finance dude can sit next to like an aircraft mechanic and like giggle about these like unobtainium parts you know while and like next to like a homeless guy while sitting next to a college student well <laughs> yeah exactly like sitting next to the art kid sitting next to the guy that makes stained glass and everyone's laughing at the all that ass fucking uh magazine that's just buttholes yeah it's it's really a beautiful thing, to be honest with you. Yeah, culture's uh, freaking funny for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 great, man. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, That's right. So you yeah, guys, like, and we're, you guys said you, you had like a you had your garage. Is that did that end up becoming like the communal spot for your club, or did you guys end up getting like a different spot? No, we ended up getting a different spot. I uh, <clears throat> I lucked out, and I had my garage was. 1200 square feet. Um, I shared it with two other dudes who were never there. So I had the run of the place and then the owner sold the building and I had to scramble for a new garage. And I found, uh, it's tough out here in Chicago. I found a garage for relatively cheap, uh, two car garage. And the, the problem with both heads is, uh, you got to work on them all the time. Right. So like, you can't really hide the aspect that you're going to be working on them. Mm hmm. Most landlords don't want that in Chicago. At least they want you to rent their garage, park your car in there and leave. Yeah. So I found a very cool dude who, uh, I was like, Hey man, like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going automotive work in here and we'll just leave it at that. And he was like, cool. He was like, I don't care. Don't trash the place. Don't use the electricity for more than power tools. That's it. And I was like, Uh, cool. Not a problem. Um, what do you call uh, a relatively cheap? Uh, 300 bucks a month. That's not bad. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it, for the place, it's, it's not great, but you know what? It's like it's a pro- pretty central location. It's approaching uh, bad, it's, but it could be worse. You know, I think we had someone from uh, New York and they were like, yeah, I'm paying like, you know, $500 for like a single car. And I was like, Ugh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But our, uh, you know, there's, uh, more rats than members of our club. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, some of the neighbors hate us. Some of the neighbors love us. 
That's one thing I've always noticed to be kind of like fun about like, because like, so most of us like either it goes a couple ways. You don't have anywhere to rent. You're like doing it on sidewalks. That's where like so many of us start. You know, you get the sidewalk. Like maybe you're sneaking shit into your house and your girlfriend's mad at you. Like (laughs) yeah, your parents are mad at you. Like ah, get this shit off my kitchen table. You know, or you have like yep. The, the the people who have like you know you guys did it you made it to the spot and like now you guys have a nice big communal spot that everyone uses together or you're subleasing from like someone who already has a spot or you're in some like carport like yeah we have like a, a covering outside so at least they're not we're not getting wet and then like <laughs> <laughs> you know which is a bummer and then like you know you have the guys who like you know you find like a little garage and it's like just big enough to like you know, squeeze all your mopeds in and pull them out when you need to work on something. So it, yeah, you know, I, I, I love seeing the way it goes. And then like, I feel like the other aspect of that is like when you are like that small garage shop, that's like around people's housing and everything. We tend to like be working on our mopeds all the time. So like people see us and they're walking by and then you're ma- next thing you know, you're making friends like in the alley. Like I think my, when I had the single car alley garage, like, was like the weirdest time because I there's just always people just like in the alley and they just stop by and talk to you at random about everything and they want to reminisce and talk about like the you know the moped their son had fucking twenty years ago and like you know you have oh, the, yeah the stranger who's like yo man you wrench on scooters and I'm like no I definitely don't want to wrench on your towel like thanks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd have yeah. like scrapper dudes coming through like yo man you got any you got, got any screen trying to scrap man like I'm like yeah dude like take all this trash thanks dude or like yeah you know, take all this trash also let me look through your trash because there might be something in there that definitely. I need I like I had this one scrapper dude he was super cool he like he's like yeah dude I work on motorcycles and I'm like I'm building a bus like like I, I collect cardboard and I sell it. He's like, he's just like c- complete like scrapper, like off the grid kind of dude. And, but he's like, you know, if I see anything cool, man, I'll drop it off. And I'm like, hell yeah. And I remember coming to my yeah. garage one time and there was like a, an, an old five gallon motorcycle gas can just leaned up against my garage door with like a note from the dude. I'm like sick. Like he just gave me like this brand new, super nice gas can. All I needed was like a new hose on it. It was awesome. Yeah. That's, that's fucking rad. Well, I, that's the other thing is like, you know, the worst kids, like one of our dudes works at uh, Scooter Works and uh, like really, <laughs> we have a hard time saying no to somebody. Like if they like come by with a scooter, we're like, yeah, fuck it. We'll look at it. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I live in a neighborhood that has a lot of kids on ATVs. Yeah. And if they see my fucking garage open, they like pop by and they're like, hey, Anthony, I'm having trouble with this. And I'm like bro, your exhaust is hanging off halfway. Like, <laughs> let's let's take a look at this. Half of these starter motors are the same. Just yeah. bang it here. Do this. Clean your carburetor. Look at this. You know, that's, how hot is it? And like, that's you know, the that's, one thing that's I, the fucking thing. That's one thing I do love about, like, mopedding. It's kind of, like, all, like, open, like especially if you, okay, not the same. Some of us work on them, some of us don't work on them, which is fine either way. But the, the ones of us who do, like, you know, constantly work on them, it's, it's opened my eyes, especially to like being able to like try anything, you know, like I'm not, yeah. I'm not scared to like, well, I can at least assess it. You know, I can take a look at it. Like, I'm not going to like, I'm just going to buy a new one. Like, I'm like, I can look at it. You know, I might yeah. not know exactly what, what I'm doing, but mopeds have like given me like the, the will 
to like take a shot at it. And like the building blocks that you need to just like maybe see if you can fix something. Like it's it's really it's a beautiful thing. It opens a lot of doors, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's like what we do. We're 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 a bunch of goofy motherfuckers, man. Uh, and uh, you know, very much so. We, um, you know, Hot and Ready's announced their retirement, retirement rally. R.I.P. Hold on, man. I don't know which one of these buttons I need to hit for that. I don't, I don't have one that works. There's not one that's like, you know, tears crying and doves fucking flying off in the distance. Yeah. Like, that's one thing I did want to kind of talk about, dude. So I saw the post the other day and like, I'm already like fucking beating the fucking war drum in Richmond, dude. I'm like, all right, listen, motherfuckers, like y'all talk all this shit all the time in this group chat. Well, this is the rally we need to go to. Like, we need to yeah. hop in the fucking van. 12 hour drive to Chicago and show out for fucking the hot and ready's dude. Like I'm black, black. Yeah. So like hot and ready is trifecta. Like we've been like sister club kind of thing for years. And like, I've always had a good time in Chicago, dude. Like every time I've come there for a rally, it's always been a blast. Like fucking hot and ready's yeah. have always been like the cool guy club. You're like, my game's covering cool guy club. But like, I remember like the first time we went to new Orleans and fucking hot and ready's rolled fucking deep in their black van with the fucking six by 12 trailer packed full of bikes. And they all come, like, yeah. you know, rolling down the street cuts on wills, fucking bleach blonde hair, fucking blinding you from fucking a mile away. Like it was tight. Yeah, it was tight. And I was like, yeah, these boys are holding it down. Dude. They're fucking killing the game. So like to see them, like, you know, throwing in the towel, if you will, like, I know they're not going to like, just disappear, fall off the map. There's still going to be people from the club that ride, but you know, that's kind of how it glows them up. It's like, you might make it 10 years and then like, you know, people are, are going through changes in life. You know, they're having kids they're having families they're like not having as much free time to fucking play with mopeds and run around the country and like spend all your money, like on like some toys that like are, are, are not going to be worth what you put into them, you know, a couple years yeah. later, like it happens. Exactly. Like it happens for sure. So, like, you know, it's it's cool to see clubs retire and they, like, you know, deserve, like, emeritus. Like, if, you know, I'm sure they're going to know there's not going to be any qualms with them getting fucking emeritus status. And, you know, they'll fucking yeah. hang, they'll hang it up. And No, and I mean, I mean, that's, you know, that's the only, like, I got to say, like, we, they have paved a wonderful path for us. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, and, I feel like there needs to be some passing of the torch kind of thing. Like... Like, there's serious Marana boys, but, like, they're, like, the same kind of age group. The fucking Logan Lions, I haven't heard, like, a peep, really, from them in the last couple years. So, I feel like that club's probably kind of falling off. And I'm like, who's who's left to hold down the set, you know? Like, someone has to do it. Like, there's got to be younger people in it. There's got to be younger clubs. Or else none of this shit's going to fucking be around. Like, I've really had a hard thought about that, like, this past week about Richmond. Because, like... If it's if it wasn't for the people that are currently doing it, like it wouldn't be a thing. Like we're not. Where would it be? Our, yeah, our scene's not growing. Like we yeah. we've talked. I've talked about it on this podcast a thousand times, dude. It's just like yo, like we're trying to like have rides. We're trying to like you know having in like a meetup spot that's like visible and open and like repeated and like you know show up and like 
post bikes for sale and like rental and stuff. And like when you do sell a bike, we give them all the information. Here's our group chat. Here's our here's when we ride. Like come hang yeah. out if you need something worked on. But it's it's hard and especially with like the the growing like love of like the e bike scene. Like it's I feel a lot of these people that would have potentially got into mopeds if they found them are just like spending thousand dollars on an e bike and never worrying about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the one nice part about Chicago. It's not the one nice part. It's one of the many, but like <laughs> Chicago and our, our scene is like, you know, and, and the club that I'm in is like, we're, we're here, man. And we're fucking constantly working on shit and we're, we're open and we're here to like, talk about you. Like, I can't tell you how many people we have. We have a lot of scooter, uh, converts where it's like they started on a scooter mm-hmm. and now they're riding mopeds and every single one of them is like yeah mopeds are much more fun and i'm like yeah, yeah. you fucking idiot of course they are but like that's the thing it's like you know it's not about like shoving it down their throats it's being like yo i'm here to help if you want to if you want to do this cool if not no big deal we're still going to do this and having that mentality and uh, not gatekeeping it like uh, has gained us a lot of a lot of friends and traction and members and I mean it's it's just it's really it's nice you know like and, and like I said we we had uh, a good way paved for us with the previous clubs and they're all very respectful mm-hmm. to us which is fantastic um, you know and hopefully just carry that on and like uh, just get people on the fucking road and get people on the road safely. Like we, uh, you, we don't judge much about anything, but wear a fucking helmet. Yeah. Like we're, we're a big, you know, I don't want to see you on the road without a helmet. We'll let you slide on a couple of group rides without a helmet. And then we'll kind of be like, I got a spare one in my garage. So-and-so has got a spare one in their garage. Yeah you know, use it until you can afford one. But, you know, we're like, that's the only thing we're really hard on about, you know? Yeah. Not, not dying on a fucking two wheel vehicle. Be awesome. You know? (laughs) Yeah. It'd be great. Well, and I'm the dumbass who like, you know, I didn't wear a helmet for a long time and, uh, Galati and Koi Punch shoved it down my throat. They were like, wear a fucking helmet, wear a fucking helmet. And I did. And then one day I showed up with a helmet and they were like, cool. Like, don't ever not wear that again. And now it's funny. We actually, we all have comms in our helmets so we can talk, it's which awesome. is like, yeah, I love that. Great. Hilarious. You know, we go on long rides. They're great for long rides. You know, we'll, the, the main members of the worst moped club will, we'll go on like 40, 60 mile rides, uh, on a weekly basis in the summer. Yeah. You know, we're not asking everybody to come on those rides with us, but like, we'll go on those those fun gnarly rides to the suburbs and uh we got our comms we're like talking yucking it up yeah dude shoot the uh, shit yeah no it's like it's really good it's uh you know it's one of the more healthy uh hobbies you can have yeah. out there so no well, i dig it man and i've definitely like enjoyed sorry. having like a Senna or some kind of like com before like since i've since i've got it like i didn't have it like the first couple of years but the last couple of years i've had one and it's like 
great. Just like going to ride and chatting up with Thomas or something while we're riding, like having music yeah. to listen to or a book or some, you know, something, some bullshit on yeah. in the background. And like, you know, you, you're tired of hearing them. You just touch a button and then you don't have to talk to them anymore. You know? That's yeah. Great. Like, especially yeah, and, you dude, know, like for GPS, like that's it. Drop. That's the end all. Like you're going to a moped rally out of town. Half the time you don't yeah. know where you're going. Like, oh, we need to run to the gas station. Oh, we need to like and go find an auto zone real quick. Oh, we need to like, you know, like, we're going to go grab a bite to eat from somewhere different. Like you throw your GPS into your comm system on your helmet. And now you have a turn by turn. Oh, you yeah. want to share that so everyone in the group can hear it at the same time? You just long hold the button on the side of your helmet for a couple seconds, and now everyone can hear the GPS with the turn-by-turn. Turn. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. All right, I mean, you know, we have a decent amount of, as everyone does, breakdown. And, like, when you have a group of 15 people riding, especially on busy Chicago roads, like, you're riding up at the front. If you're the first five people, you're not going to know that so-and-so's clutch went out. Yeah. So, like, that's another huge reason why we use it. It's like, yo, dude in the back riding a purple maxi, fucking, it stopped. We're at this road. And it's like, cool, we'll all circle back. Yeah. What does it look like? Who's got what tools? Cool, blah, blah, blah. We'll be there in two seconds. Yeah. Like, you know, think, like, that's a I, huge thing. I think it's a huge thing for, like, like, leading rides. If you're hosting a ride, like, we do it here, like the scooter club that we ride with a lot here does it. We're like, cool. The person in the front has their headset on and the person in the back has their headset on and they're connected to yep. each other. And like, so there's a cleanup person who can like, you know, let the last per the person leading the ride be like, yo, like we see you. We're right around the corner. Go, you can, you can, you can keep going or like, you know, yo, like we're, we're stuck at the light. Like you're, or, you know, whatever is happening, like communicating yep. with each other. So the ride doesn't get like, stretched way out for no reason like when it's a small group like you want to kind of keep it together so i feel like it's no, really it's, comes in handy for that like yeah yeah it's awesome no we 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 love it i mean like, like that's the greatest fucking two-wheel vehicle technology to grace us is having comms and being able to fucking like you said even like i'm riding alone pop on the news pop on a book pop on uh music whatever i gotta do you know i've had it save in rallies too dude just like like my oh yeah like cool like i break down and like i'm like lost from the group or something and i throw on my fucking com and i pull up my cell phone and i just make a phone call that's in my helmet like yo like i broke down here like what street are you guys on where where'd you guys turn like where are you guys at right now like oh my god it's like yeah bam that now you're back in the game like so that's the funniest part is like we'll be riding on a Friday night. And like I said, we got chef Dan and we got me who's a bar guy. So like Friday night, like not an ideal night for me to have off, but I, I gotta have, them, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, chef Dan, same. And we'll be riding on a Friday night and we'll all be like chatting and either chef Dan or I will go out and we'll be like, Hey, like Dan's not talking anymore. Or Anthony's not talking anymore. And we'll come back on. We'll be like, oh, so-and-so just called me from the bar. They got problems with this, that, and the other, blah, 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 blah. I take fucking work phone calls <laughs> on my moped. Like, it hey, is hey, hilarious. Like, I'm answering emails. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, can you fire off a text real quick? Uh, no, it's fucking, it's hilarious. I mean, it's a lifesaver for, for certain aspects. But, yeah, I mean, you know, that's like... Like I said, for us, man, it's just like we want everybody to ride and we want everybody to have a good time. 
you know, we're not that much younger than the hot and ready's, but we're definitely like, you know, we're, we're on the tail end of older dudes, but like, or on the, we're about to be older dudes, but like, you know, it's all about just having fun. Yeah. Uh, even, even like a five year gap, you know, an average of people is a big enough gap for mopeds. It's like that true. five years is a big deal. And it kind of makes like a new wave of like the scene. You know, there's yeah. like, it's like, it's like two tiered. It's like, yeah, there's like the old gen. And then there's like the second half of the old gen. It's kind of like, you know, lingering out. And then you have like the new gen. It's like, you know, they've been around for fucking eight years already. Like they're still called new, you know? <laughs> you know it's yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, and we got, well, we got some fun bikes coming this summer. We got, you know, uh, Mike Wolves, one of our dudes got us all in the NU 50s. Uh, this past year and like we just found a bunch of dudes in like iowa who had a bunch of random bikes and bought a ton of bikes so all of us are getting powder coated nu50s which is hilarious we got hobbit swap nu50s we got you know uh electric start hobbits we got uh you know i built a pukovis last year that i've been riding which is hilarious uh we got a like CT70, CT90 with like a fucking life ant on it that one of our dudes has been riding, which has been hilarious. Yeah. Uh, we got, yeah, we just got a lot of weird bikes coming out. Um, you know, never stop learning. That's the thing, dude. It's like, you know, you can always do fun, new, weird shit with these bikes because there is no fucking rule book. Yeah. Like, well, that's, that's the big thing. What's like the favorite? What's like your top like three bikes that you have right now that you that you like the most and why? <sighs> Fuck, man. Uh, I have a, a green hammer coat, hammer powder coated fucking uh, ZA Maxi with a Polini on it that I rebuilt. That's really fun, and I uh, brought it to rallies. Um, my Pukovic, man, like powder coated white, put some. Dumbass decals on it. Um, okay, dude, rocked my seat for me. Uh, I was like real uh, meticulous about the wiring and heat trunk everything and ran it up through the body. Uh, and it looks like a Starflight uh, with a uh, Gila on it. Uh, E50 Gila. Um, it's quick as fuck. I had a, a dude on a Grom riding next to me and I smoked him and he was pissed he was like i spent like three four grand getting this grom to go this fast and i was like man i spent like a thousand bucks on this bike totally (laughs) custom uh but i gotta say uh i also have a stock you know uh urban express deluxe that uh i know it's a notepad but it is fun as fuck and cushy quite comfortable just like riding an armchair it's it's fucking fantastic. Uh, my girl rides a uh, treat read maxi. Uh, Reek is you know, a solid kit, dude, for sure. I, I love. I mean, I love it. I got a setup that's perfect for it. Like, I know exactly how it needs to be timed. Uh, whether it be CDI or points, I'm, you know, I'm using the Molossi fucking read block. Uh, I. I can build that engine in my sleep and know it's reliable and quick. You know, that's the other thing you got to be like 
quick enough in the city of Chicago because nobody gives a fuck on these streets. Yeah. Um. So that's great. No, we got we got a ton of ton of fun bikes uh, coming out of here. You know, um, I had a trike uh, for a minute, a prior trike for a minute that was uh, uh, 80cc Polini. Um, that thing was fucking terrifying. Got rid of that. Uh, we, we're just a bunch of weird bikes, man. We're all, we're all interesting individuals. I think that's also one of the most fun parts about this hobby is like everyone kind of does the same thing, but they all do it a different way, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, um, so it's nice. It's fun. Um, you know, we're talking, <laughs> we're just talking about doing some goofy projects this summer. But again, that's the other thing is like when we do stuff, uh, we talk about it and we share the knowledge we've learned with each other. And, you know, we float theory and idea to each other. Uh, you know, even and like talking to Andy this weekend about water cooled stuff and, um, you know, oil coolers. There's that new oil cooler. Mm-hmm. on streets um yeah, you know there's, uh, there's the uh i think there's like uh there's the one that's on dose the original jam that you can get right you know, which come, is uh, like Boston mr. Ice. yeah the mr ice cool and then tree has yeah. got a new one and then there's like yeah. another one that's just like the oversized like clutch cover so you can add more oil i think that's yeah. like coming out of like the fucking euro people and then I, yeah, I, I think and there's I mean, one more of them too, dude. I think you're right. I mean, I, I know we like talked about all of them very recently, uh, and you know, talking to Andy about it this weekend, we were talking about the benefits of liquid cooled on uh, an E50 uh, versus oil cooled uh, or more oil. Or both, uh, dude. And run, run all, dude. The cool, run cool, both. Get <laughs> weird, man. Shit yeah. Ever, dude. Head temps, but, super I mean, low. Like, Clutch temps, super low. Oh, my God. But, you know, I mean, like, that's, that's the other thing. It's like, it's all give and take, just like anything, right? Like, you need some of that heat for the efficiency of the engine. Like, there's a certain temperature range that has to Operating hit for temp. certain engines to, like, I mean, quite honestly, like, you know, things are going to operate like shit if they're too cold they're going to operate like shit if they're too hot you're going to blow your shit up you're not going to get your bearings sucking properly oiled if shit's too cold it it all makes a lot of sense all give and take but that's another aspect of it is like what the fuck do you want out of these things figure it out build it go ride blow it up or repeat (laughs) don't yeah or don't and ride a stalker because stalkers are fun as fuck this is true like you know it's all which it's all what you're looking for. They all have a place. Like everything's got like, you know, a purpose. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Why, that's why you need more than one moped. That's why I'm looking at <laughs> fucking my little field of 12 right now at my home garage. And I'm like, Oh God, this is where this is. This is, I'm talking on a moped podcast, looking at 12 bikes and God knows how many parts in my home right now. 12s when it gets rough, dude, like I I I've been there. Like I've I've had a lot of mopeds, and like I'm like, dude, like six is like is like is like a limit. Like that's like when it's like starting to push it. Like you know, like because yeah. you can only 
it depends. It depends how much free time you have, man. Like you have to work yeah. on them. Like they take fucking upkeep, and yeah, and it takes time to like you know ride them all. And if you're if your time free time for moped balance is getting fucking tight, like it starts getting weird. Where you're just like, dude, I have like ten mopeds and three of them have been like non running in this corner for the last five years. And then three more of them like are in pieces. And then, you know, you might have one that runs and then like, Oh, I had like, I think I had four or five bikes running this past year. And now like as of this week, cause I broke another bike this week, like, like my, my Kickstarter like is messed up. So I have to like fix that. But I'm like, it's all stuff that's like fixable. Like you can fix it always. Cause they're mopeds. You just got to take the time to do it. Yeah. But it's like, uh, when you have the time to work on these things. So it's like, I went from having five bikes that ran and now I'm down to one. And I'm like, damn, dude. <laughs> you know, you know, it sucks. Like it's the year started yeah. off great. Like summer's here. I got a bunch of bikes that are running. I got some loners I can fucking give to the boys. Like to come to visit or whatever. And, and yep. now it's like December or well, fucking January, February, February now. And, and I'm down to one bike. So it's like, cool. Yep. Now you got to spend all this time, like fixing your stable again. So you can get a bunch of bikes that run again. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's a vicious yep. cycle that never ends. Like it'll never when end. When does it end? Like, yeah. If the bike's stock, you never touch it. It'll run forever. But occasionally yeah. you're going to have to fucking work on it. It's going to need the oil change. It's going to need some brake pads. It's going to need fucking that cable yeah. fix or whatever. Cause it's been sitting. Cause you don't ride it all the time. That's like the other part. It's like you either ride them too much and they're getting beat down or you don't ride them enough. And then it needs like work from sitting. Yep. Well, I, so I, that's the funny part. And we've talked about this a lot in our club is the hobby is not the riding. The hobby is the wrenching. The benefit is the riding. Yeah. Like it's the hobby the is reward. working on the bike. <laughs> yeah. You have to work. You, get a, you get a reward from that hobby. It's riding. <laughs> but really the hobby is, is building. Yeah. You know, Tony Cruz told me like two years ago, and it was probably one of the greatest compliments I've gotten from somebody, uh, especially in this world. Uh, he was like, you're like me, you're a builder. And I was like, yeah, I am. I spend more time building these fucking things and working on other people's bikes and like being like, this would look cool this way. And this would function cool this way. I'm going to do that. than I do rubber on the road. And you know what? I'm okay with that. (laughs) I still ride all the fucking time. Yeah. But if you cumulatively, uh, I put more hours, you know, on the bench than, but I mean, still, I'm looking at my stable right now, and we're talking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight runners. That's solid. So, that's you know, more, that's more than guess, most. I, I guess what I'm saying is, bring your seven closest friends to Chicago and let's fucking ride, man. <laughs> well, there is a rally coming up, guys. So, like, you know, don't sleep, dude. It just was announced. Check it out. You can, go true. To, you can go to Mopin Army. You can see it right there on the fucking first page. It's going to be Chicago, August 18th through the 20th. Hot and Ready's retirement, Lucky 13. So that's the time, man. Yep. Get out there. You can fucking see the fucking worst mopeds. Borrow one from Anthony because he said he's packing. Yep. <laughs> and that'll be the thing. Yeah, we got, we got plenty. Yeah. And come come check out the fucking the new, new kids in town. Oh, the yeah. worst boys. 
the worst boys. I'm glad, like, for real, like, I am super excited to see. Like, I love hearing about new clubs, and I especially love hearing about new clubs in cities that already have clubs. Like, when you know, like, the generation's getting a little older and they might not be doing it as hard as they used to, it's cool to see, like, a new fucking group come up that's, like, you know, full of fucking piss and vinegar, ready to fucking show out and fucking rep the set, you know? Someone's got to put on for the city, right? Yep. Just get fast and weird, man. That's what it's all about. Hell yeah. You guys got any plans for this summer coming up? Like, what are you guys trying to trying to hit this year? What are you guys, uh, you know, talking about in the group chat? Uh, talking about a couple more rallies. Um, nothing set in stone yet. Uh, a couple more rallies to travel to. Uh, you know, we're not going to do anything real personal that's fucking here in Chicago since Hot and Ready's are going to do their, uh, their retirement. You know, we'll, we'll be there to support, uh, the older kids as much as possible. Um, but you'll catch us. I'm sure you'll see, uh, two or three of us at a couple, two or three rallies with some bottles of Malort. I'll tell you that much. Oh yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Like, I'm glad I got to fucking take the time to, you know, get to hear a little bit about you guys. Yeah, I appreciate you, you asking, man. Yes, sir. Well, cool. I'm going to wrap it up, dude. Uh, thank you for coming on. really appreciate it. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, any shout-outs for, for, for the gang, for the club, for the homies in Chicago? Yeah, I mean, shout-outs to the Muranos for being fucking super homies. Shout-outs to the Hot and Reddies for being the coolest fucking... Uh, the worst club, we're here. And, uh, you know, if there's one thing I learned in Toledo this weekend, uh, when uh, the brown eye winks, the whole room stinks. <laughs> so, that's a good note. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> All righty. Nice right. talking to you. Yeah, dude. Thanks, Anthony, dude. Uh, it'll be up tomorrow, dude. I'll tag you in it. Cool. Thanks. Be All easy, right. man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Later, bro. Boom, that's it, guys. Another one down. Really appreciate you guys listening, checking it out. Uh, if you guys have a topic you think we should get into or you know of a guest that you think we should have on the podcast or you yourself would like to be a guest, feel free to give us an email at mopedmondaypodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on the social media things. We're on Instagram, TikTok, fucking all the, all the whatevers, you know, Facebook group, all that stuff. You know, like it, share it, you know, post your favorite episode. If you want to give us a review on iTunes or something like we're into that stuff, too. I think they're fun to read sometimes. And yeah, um, like I said in the beginning, I am starting or started a new Instagram page for just for posting rally shirts so we can like, you know, never forget them and like have a cool, like centralized place to like go back through time and look at cool rally shirts and stuff like which reminds me, I need to post this damn uh, banner thing from Upjet because it's kind of really awesome. I think they did that instead of shirts one year or something. Or maybe they did the banner and a shirt. I can't remember. Anyway, check it out. It's uh, moped underscore rally underscore tease. And that's on IG. And then Graham from Moped Factory is going to be doing a raffle. So... I think we're going to do this this way. Uh, just email mopedmoneypodcast at gmail.com. And in the uh, subject, just put uh, Moped Factory. And then, you know, include your name and your address. And, you know, when Graham comes on, 
I think we said the episode with him is going to be recorded on the 19th. We'll draw a winner and we'll fucking get that out there, dude. So, you know, don't sleep. Um, the homie John Van Horn from the syndicates did the illustration. It looks sick. The, uh, the post is up on Moped Army's buy, sell, trade. It just says Moped Factory T-shirt by GVH, art pre-sale. So he's pre-selling. They're $25 a shirt. They're going to be on next level, six six thousands, which is a really nice, like, uh, soft feel, ring-spun tee, like, cool cool shirt, good brand. Um, and they're going to be 25 bucks. and I believe he's going to be doing a pre-sale until the 20th which is the day that the episode with Graham will air. So you got, you got till then probably like midnight or something, but like, yeah, don't sleep. It's going to be cool. Cool looking shirt, cool shit going on. And yeah, if you have a cool picture of a t-shirt from a rally that you really like, send it to me like on that other, you know, the other thing, the other IG account, but yeah, that's it. Cool. Thank you guys for listening. That's another week down. We'll be back next week on a Monday. Moped money podcast guys get out there, ride, enjoy your winter, you know, Fix a bike, do some stuff, and yeah, that's it, dude. Oh yeah, fuck. Ride and chatter. Ride and chatter is coming. If you guys want to come hang out in Richmond, like it's gonna be a good time. Like they got a bunch of shit to raffle off. Like it should be sick. And you know, our weather's still up and down. You never know what it's gonna be. Today we were in the fifties. Last week we were in the forties. The week before we were in the sixties. It's it's a roller coaster. You could show like it could be on a good weekend. February 24th through 26th, Richmond, Virginia, Ride and Chatter from the Rebel Rousers. And then if that's, you know, you're not feeling that, you want to go somewhere and be warm, uh, February 10th, Space Coast Brat Fest, which is the next event on the Moped Army calendar. But that's going to be down in Florida. Like, you know, go ride in t-shirts if you're tired of fucking living somewhere with snow. Like, here's you know, there's your chance. But yeah, that's it, guys. Fuck your car. Ride a moped. So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? <laughs> I don't know, like touch a fly, was it moving? Like, no, nah, it feels pretty locked up. Sounds like a fuck, dude. Oh boy! The wop, wop, wop. You fucking.